Today you've got a WWF doubleheader. It's both me and the Muruti Sa. He's going to bring the word, but I'm going to speak about something that is really important because of the type of church that we are. So today is what is called our celebration annual general meeting. This is where we as a church, whose church is this? This is our church. This is where we as a church celebrate, we rejoice, we give thanks, and where we present to you what you have done, your giving, your finances. Now, as I give feedback, please understand the church is vast, the church is wide, and there are many different things that we're involved in. So we can't touch on all of it. So if your favorite department, like kids' ministry, is not highlighted, doesn't mean it's not important. Every part of the body is of utmost importance. So I want to begin by prayer. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your faithfulness to us. Thank you for every person, Lord God, who has been touched. Thank you for every soul saved. These are the numbers that we, we celebrate above all, Lord God, transformed lives. And thank you for every person who has given, Lord, given of their lives to, to serve, given of their finances. We thank you for every person. In Jesus' name, amen. Our vision is to see an individual life, to see a community, and to see all of society transformed through discipleship. And you know what that means? That means no spectator sport. That means that Sunday morning is Nachi time. You know what Nachi time is? Halfway through the game where you, you eat an orange. Okay? Sunday morning is meant to refresh us. But the real work of the church is when? It's Monday through to Saturday night when we get out there. And that is the vision of the church. So if you here just understand what we see here is, is just the tip of the iceberg. But the real work is every one of us going to our families, to our friends, to our neighbors, to our workplace, and bringing the love of Jesus and making disciples. Can I get a yes? Can I get an amen to that? So I want to give you some of Rosebank highlights, and then I'm going to give you some of the citywide, just touch on it, and then I'll give you the finances. So things that happened in 2017. Firstly, new senior pastors, Simon and Lindy. Isn't it amazing? Aren't we so thankful for them? We can do better than that. <laughs> also so grateful for so many of you who probably aren't here this morning because you're at the 12 o'clock service. But we asked many people, come and help the 12 noon on our fourth service start. And that's a service now of about 200, 250 people. And that's just a great step forward. And really thankful to the Lord. One of the reasons why we did it was to make space just to make space in the parking lot, make space for visitors. I know some of you don't mind wading through the traffic and being squished in, but for visitors, we want to make it accessible. Hence, we start another service. To look at the numbers that count, we look at the financial figures just now, but the numbers that really count are the numbers that speak about people. And things like our first-time guests, and I want to say thank you to every one of you for inviting your friends and for bringing them, and our salvations, and people that went through Victory Weekend, and probably the number that excites me the most, because it speaks about discipleship, it speaks about you standing up and saying, I'm going to make a disciple myself, is our number of connect groups. So last year, we went from 185 to 230 connect groups, and just so grateful for that. And if you're not in a discipleship relationship, or if you're not in a connect group, then please speak to Jess, speak to one of our leaders, because we will help you do that. What is discipleship? I want to focus on the discipleship department. What is discipleship? In its raw essence, it is teaching people to follow after Jesus. 
It is teaching people how to fellowship with other believers, and it's teaching people how to fish for men. How does this department function? It mobilizes you and I to do that, to make Jesus first in our life, to get us into connect groups and, and vital relationships, and then to equip us and to train us to make disciples. The one number that I really want to see increase for 2018 is how many people have gone to making disciples. Because last year we had 65 people say, I want to be trained, I want to be equipped, I want to be better at sharing my testimony, at sharing my faith. And we had 126 water baptisms, which is just always so awesome to see lives changed. Another department that I want to highlight is our social responsibility arm. It's called Havens or African Havens. And over the past year, through your giving and through your serving, we touched about 150 of the most vulnerable people in Johannesburg. We cared for 41 babies, full-time, permanently, whatever the word is, in our five homes, and so many of you volunteered. So many of you have given for that. Our Malabongwe program, which is for women in crisis or women in transition, women in distress, we had two cohorts. We graduated two cohorts, and it's fantastic. Transformation, Friedrichdorf, a suburb far less wealthy than this one. Every afternoon in our new, new Sifundisi house, we have about 70 teenagers and, and uh, preteens there being tutored, sports, and, and hearing about Jesus. And then our home-based, work-based program, we had eight adults in our residential program. These are young kids who normally, once they leave the orphan system at 18, they end up on the streets. And uh, so grateful for this program, which gave them education and gave them hope and a future. So grateful for our worship ministry. And as I said, I'm only highlighting certain ministries. Um, a God Pursuit book, which is just phenomenal, God Pursuit course, which is touching all of our churches in Southern Africa, and we're going to believe it's going to go beyond every nation into Africa. Our Every Nation Hymn album, which has got hymns from Africa, Ireland, uh, India, and more. Uh, we're busy writing Every Nation Rosebank album, and uh, probably one of the highlights of this ministry is our worship evening. Don't you just love the worship evenings that we have? Just fantastic times. And so grateful for these 85-odd people who, while you are sleeping on a Sunday morning, are here practicing. And while you're resting on a Monday night, are working hard. So we just honor every one of you for what you've done. I want to highlight our Every Nation Biz. And uh, the heart of Every Nation Biz, and I believe it's part of the heart of this church, is to equip younger entrepreneurs to counsel and to support and give seed capital to young entrepreneurs. And if you want to get involved, either as a mentor or if you've got an you know, amazing idea, or maybe just a simple idea, but you think it can work, then speak to the leaders of Every Nation Biz. Last department that I want to highlight to you isn't really a department, but it's something that we are. We are called to serve the city by being a prophetic model and a prophetic witness of reconciliation. And uh, Maruti will talk just now about what we call to do as a multicultural church. But we have some of the biggest churches in the city come to us. Recently, Simon and Quinton helped one of the biggest churches that was wanting to build multiculturally, and, and we're struggling with that. And I'm so grateful for every one of you, blue people and green people, because we know it's more complicated than just black and, black and white. All you blue and green people, whatever that means to you who are committed to building a church that is neither blue nor green, but is just a beautiful, multicolored hue. Something else that we continue to do, and, and the land workshop was just an example of that. We continue to seek what the Word of God says 
about the issues that are facing the nation. And uh, what we are looking for is what does the Word say? What does the Bible say in terms of the issues of reconciliation, of justice, of restitution? And so thankful. If you want to get more involved in that, please speak to Simon about that. Let me give you a couple of citywide feedback and testimonies. And when we talk about citywide, we're talking about the six urban congregations and the six campus congregations. So um, the ones that say every nation, those are our urban congregations. And the ones that just have a little block, those are our campus congregations. And if it wasn't for your giving and your serving, none of these campus congregations would be able to function because we heavily cross-subsidizing from here into those campus congregations. So the numbers, and the numbers went slightly down from 2016 to 2017. Fees must fall really affected campus ministry, not just in Joburg, Stellenbosch, across. Often they were closed, often they were not allowed to have venues. So you can see our total citywide numbers combined attendance went from 2579 uh, to 2524, which in real terms is a significant decline because we're trusting for growth every year. And uh, that was due to fees must fall. So please pray for our campus ministry. And if you can, tutor, mentor, help students, please do so. I want to address the actual financials now. And uh, very grateful for our financial advisory board. Very grateful for Kath Hechter, our financial director. And the heart behind presenting it to you is because this is your church. And this is the first corporate governance scripture in the Bible, 2 Corinthians 8. Paul's talking about finances, and he says, we are trying to avoid, avoid any criticism of the way we are administering this great undertaking. We intend to do what is right, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of people. Do you hear what he's saying? We don't want to say, God sees what I'm doing, and that's good enough. He's saying, we want to do what is right, not only in God's sight, but we want to present to you, and we want to show you. Hence, we do this in the AGM. In the service, we do the AGM. Our financial advisory board has sight to all the finances. And just by the way, if you're a member of this church, you can ask any question, and you can scrutinize the finances. At the end of the services, the financials will be handed to you. So the financial advisory board gives oversight and governance to that. And we've got a remuneration committee as well. Nobody sets their own salary. And nobody even sits in the room when their salary is set. So there's your Remco and there's your financial advisory board. Now, a couple of things about the finances that I'm going to present to you. This is 100% of this congregation. It's 100% of Africa Havens, what's, what's brought in and spent. It's 100% of missions. It's 100% of the non-financially autonomous congregations, which is the campus congregations for the most part. And it's a percentage of the contribution from the financially autonomous congregations who contribute towards citywide, which is Ramsuch, Randburg, or CAC, and Sunning Hill. Also for those accountants, we're comparing 10 months versus 12 months. The prior year, we had a, a, year, a change of end of year. So last previous year, 2016, was 10 months. The year that we're looking at is, is um, 12 months. And also just to make note, at the end of 2016, we had a great influx. We had two windfalls. The one is that we had a debt write-off in our favor, national debt, to, to National Every Nation. And we also received a significant gift. So we came into 2017 with significant cash. And what we then were able to do is certain things with regards to uplifting the staff. 
So you'll see we made a loss in 2017. But that was planned, okay, because we had the money and we wanted to spend the money on certain things for our staff and for our mission. We actually then ended 2017 still with some of that money. We didn't spend it all. But we did make a loss in 2017. And aren't you glad that we spend the money that you give us for the kingdom of God? Amen. All right. So there's the balance sheet. And as I said, everything will be available at the back. Our biggest asset is obviously people. And biggest asset is our relationship with God. But according to the balance sheet, it's this property. <laughs> it's a land and buildings and a couple of other properties. And you can see that we ended 2016 and, and the current assets with nearly 6 million rand and uh, ending 2017 with about 3.8 million. Let's go to the income statement. Our gross income for the year was 33 million. That's our consolidated income. And uh, total expenses about the same. So we made a, a loss of 600,000. And Rosebank itself, if you, if you want to pull that figure out, made a loss of 740,000 compared to the previous year where there was a surplus of 2,6. If you want to look at Rosebank in more detail, you can see it there. And um, remember, 2016 is 10 months, so if you want to do a pro rata comparison for all the accountants and actuaries, um, our income from 2016 to 2017 was actually down by about 2%, and that was because we had such a massive influx in 2016. Happy to answer questions on this. Another way to look at it is how did we spend the money on salaries for the most part, operational costs, his havens, property, contribution towards national and international, contribution to our citywide con congregations, which is primarily campus, that's a 2,9, and then some mission and Rosebank ministries for 2 million. Nearly done. Initiatives undertaken, all full-time staff, following that windfall that we had, are now on a retirement funding scheme. Um, that was always the possibility. They'd have to make a salary sacrifice, but now we were able to make it available to them without a salary sacrifice, except for one particular congregation they elected not to. Um, we were able to pay the staff 70% of a monthly salary as a bonus. So glad we were able to do that. All staff now have funeral cover and life cover. And initiatives that are underway is that we're making medical aid for all full-time staff compulsory without a salary sacrifice. It was always available beforehand, but one had to make a salary sacrifice. Now we're able to give them a salary increase, I forget the percentage, slightly less than normal, but also give them medical aid. So that'll come into effect 2019, beginning of 2019. Um, we're also putting financial advisory boards in place for every congregation. I want to end with um, giving you an opportunity to ask questions, but I want to say this. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness to us. And thank you to every one of you for giving so faithfully of your time, talents, and of your finances. So as is our custom, we give opportunity for questions. And uh, if you're a member of this church, you're entitled to ask any question. Um, time will only allow me to give maybe two or three questions. Um, but after the service, we hear, and you can email and ask us or come in, come in during the week. So... Who would like to ask a question? And if I can't answer you, I'll look to the financial people. I'll look to the Lord. <laughs> I'll tell you we'll come back to you. <laughs> but we have nothing to hide. Our staff compliment is? 116, that's citywide, including havens, including everything, campus, MPD. 
that's citywide, 116. Great question. Other questions? Why does Simon look so young compared to me? It's a good question. Is <laughs> One more question? No questions. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord God, for all that you have done. Thank you, above all, for the lives that have been transformed. Thank you for the souls that have been saved. Lord, thank you for the babies that were adopted and, and cared for. And thank you for the, for the widow and the orphan, Lord God, that we ministered to. And thank you for every person who's given. Bless them, Lord God, and continue to be with us as a church. In Jesus' name, amen.